says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in taking and breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And, you know, these, these verses, you know, we've been talking about the day of Pentecost for a while and, and, and in reference to it. And, and these, to me, these verses continue to document the events of that special day of Pentecost in Jerusalem and, and the impact upon those people that were, that were present that day. But, you know, it wasn't just the impact of those people that were present that day. I mean, this ought to have an impact on us today as we read and look at God's Word and we, we look back and we read these, these verses and, and we look just like we should at every part of His Word, it should have an impact on us. And this event, like I said, is something that's going to last forever. I mean, what happened on this day is going to last forever. It's going to last into eternity when you think about it, just like our salvation. I mean, it's going to last forever until the Lord takes us out of here and then it's going to last into eternity because of what he did for us. So this happened, you know, you say, well, this happened a long time ago. It happened in history, but there's four key fundamentals that are still very pertinent today. And when we look at these verses, we can see there's four things that really stick out. And for the church, you know, now we can, well, I'm not going there. For the church to be spirit-filled by God, these four key fundamentals, they've got to be practiced. Okay, there's four things here that we're going to talk about this morning. There's no, if we want to live a, a fruitful, productive, joyful Christian life and be serving the Lord the way he wants us to, these four things we're going to talk about this morning are not suggestions. They're requirements. I mean, they're the fundamental basic requirements. You know, I would say they're the foundation is what I would say. And... Um, not only should they be practiced, it ought to be something that we cherish. It ought to be something that we desire to do. I mean, if we don't have a desire, if I don't have a desire to want to read God's Word, I've got a serious problem, okay? I mean, if I profess to be a Christian and I don't have a desire to read His Word, I've got a problem, okay? I mean, things aren't right between me and the Lord. So God um, has always intended for the church to be visible, okay, always. He's always intended for the church to be visible. And I like what J. Vernon McGee said. He talked about how the church today should have visible fingerprints. And you think about that. There ought to be some kind of a trace on us and, and, and on those around us that, that we're saved and that we're living for the Lord. And so verse 42, when you look at verse 42 here, I already read it, that gives us the four key fundamentals, I think. And I'm going to read it again. It says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And, you know, the apostles' doctrine, what can I say? I mean, it's key. Without that, without the gospel, 
we might as well just pack it up and go home, right? I mean, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing else. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's all about Christ. It's all about Jesus. His birth, and, you know, and I think sometimes we, we think about the doctrine and, and we think about well, his, his, his life and his death and his resurrection. Well, but what about his birth? I mean, it's in there too, right? I mean, it's all those pieces, his birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection. And the furtherance of us not only learning those things and learning more about those things and studying those things, but it's studying God's word. It really comes back to God's word. And God's word's got to be our focus. I mean, I just thought, you know, everybody has this life that we all live, or this time that we live in, I'll just say, this culture is, you know, is, is such a time, I don't know, I don't know, it's just a progress, well, I do know, it's Satan's plan, okay? It's a, it's a time-sensitive culture, or at least a lot of folks feel like it is, and maybe all of us do at times. But the thing is, if we're so busy that we don't have time when we get up in the morning or sometime throughout the day to open God's Word for a few minutes and spend some time with Him, then our priorities are messed up. Okay, and, we're, and we can't expect him, you know, don't, don't go running. I'm just going to say it. I mean, I can't go running to the Lord when i got a problem if I'm not going to him every day asking for his guidance, his direction, and his help. I mean, whether I need, whether I'm in a crisis or whether I need something that immediate right then, that doesn't matter. I look should be, I should have a desire when I think about what he's done for me, that he saved my soul one day, that he went to the cross for me. I mean, that should be enough. And the fact that I've sat in church over the years and, and tried to learn some things, there ought to be something inside that I've got a love for him and an appreciation and admiration, and I want to, to, to know a little bit more about him, and I want to spend a little bit of time with him every day. So that's it, important. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't stress that enough. The other thing is it talks about, it says, the, the second thing says fellowship. And I thought, you know, what a privilege it is to come to church with a group of people that love the Lord. You know, that, that we come here in the mornings, on Sunday mornings. There's a lot of people around, probably just live right around this church in, vision, in, in, in sight of it. Let me get it right here. That probably wonder, why those people bother every Sunday morning, those people down there. And, there's, you know, y'all have heard the comments too. I mean, I've heard people say over the years, it's like, what do you all do there all the time? I mean, we see cars there on Mondays. We see them there on Wednesdays. We see them sometimes on Thursdays, sometimes Saturdays. It's like because the Lord's blessed us with things to be able to serve him with. That's why. And it's a privilege to be, to have fellowship. You know, but that fellowship is not just coming here. I mean, it's having a love and, and, and appreciation and compassion for each other. For the Lord first. But that spreads out, that kind of rubs off on all of us, or it should, and, and for each other. And helping one another, lifting up one another. And here's a good one, encouraging one another. You know, I think that's one place where we can always, I can always do better in encouraging one another, encouraging each other. You know, on the way, in the way, as we're going through life, I mean, there's times we all need a little encouragement, you know, I think, no matter how good things are going, because Eventually, there's going to be something. There's going to be a bump in the road somewhere, and we're all going to need a little bit of encouragement. But So coming to church, that's a great help, but there's also, it kind of 
grows from there too in, in terms of being, having fellowship with folks. The other thing he mentions here is breaking of bread. And when you think about that, and I think about just like Steve said this morning, next Sunday night, having soup, you know, soup supper or, you know, whatever we call it. But, uh, uh, I mean, that's fellowship. That's a time to get together. I mean, I, I enjoy those things. I mean, I can remember the times how much fun they were, and they still are, but how much enjoyment it was when our kids were younger. And it was always something that we looked forward to because it was always an enjoyable time. But just because I'm getting older doesn't mean that I still don't enjoy them. I mean, it's still good. It's good to get together and, 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 and have that time together. And, uh, but also, you know, more than just participation, um, you think about the Lord's Supper. I thought about that when it, when, it make, when it mentions the breaking of bread. And not just the fact that we do it, but that it really means something to us. You know, that we hold that to be special. I mean, because it should be very special to us when we take part in that. The fact that we just have the privilege to take part in it. But the fact that uh, it, it should be a personal thing when we take part in that. And we should have a lot, you know, reverence to our Lord for that. You think about it. I mean, it was a brutal, and that's not even giving it justice. That's not even explaining it enough. But what he did for us, it was a brutal sacrifice that he that he made for us and I just think in in, in the world that we live in today and, I, and I'm the same I mean I just I just I don't think we show him enough appreciation and enough love I mean I, I just don't think we do but we all have to figure that out on our own but it should be very special it should be very special and this last one that's mentioned these aren't in any order is prayers and I thought you know how important and what a blessing it is to be able to pray. Yeah. To be able to pray. Amen. You know what I mean? Because there are times that we go through things that you're, you're not with me and I'm not with you. But he always is. Yeah. <laughs> he always is. And we can always go to him. doesn't matter when it is or what it is and where we are. He's always right there with us but you know to me this is the greatest I think I mean his word don't get me wrong his word without his word we couldn't live it I mean we couldn't get we couldn't get by but I dare say without prayer I don't think we'd survive very long I mean I really don't without his help without his support without his spirit and his presence with us I don't think we'd make it very far but I think maybe it's one of the maybe the greatest asset of any church that's seeking to please the Lord. And any individual, I think, that's seeking to please the Lord. I mean, to me, prayer is the only asset, I think, that'll help us to really, if we're striving to serve, I think prayer is that asset, that prayer is that tool, is that, that activity we've got to do, we've got to engage in if we're going to really, like I say, lead that life that is that we have joy. I mean, I think it's that important. I think it's, it's a matter of whether we have joy or not. To me, if we don't pray and we don't talk to him every day, how in the world can we expect him to, can we understand what it is that we're going through or can we interpret life day by day and things that we're encountering if we never talk to him and ask for his advice and his guidance and his direction? How can we understand? I mean, we can wing it, but winging it's not a very good way. I've done that before in the past, and I can tell you for right now that his way, his guidance, and his direction is a whole lot better than Greg's. I can tell you that. A whole lot better. But 
If we're, if we're listening for him to, he does, doesn't he, Wendell? That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's no different, like you said. I mean, how do you have a, if you have a friend, if you say somebody's your friend, okay, whether you're married or not, if you, if you consider somebody a friend, well, why do you consider them a friend? Why do you consider, I mean, why? Because you just like, you say, well, they were name on a piece of paper, but I never talked to them, I never see them, I never communicate with them. I mean, so God is no different. I mean, our world today, people want to, just like that, what Wendell said, you know, well, they put that on there to tell people, to get a word out for people to think that God doesn't care, that God doesn't speak. Yeah, he does. Sure he does. We know he does. We know he does. So, right. I mean, it's, to me, it's, we've got to acknowledge, right? I mean, if we, if we really love him, we will truly acknowledge who he is. I mean, you know, and, and to me, that's what it comes down to. I mean, we can, presumably, we can get up and go every day, okay? And, 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 but we need to acknowledge the fact that, you know what, people don't want to acknowledge, but he's the one that's given us the breath, you know, every breath. He's the one that's given us every heartbeat. He's the one that's given us the strength to get up out of bed every day. Now, whether we want to acknowledge him or not, that's another story. And, and like I said, folks that, you know, that aren't believers... They think they're doing it on their own. I'm sorry, they're going to, I hope they've come to realize who he is before they meet him one day because they're going to have a rude awakening if they don't. But, so prayer, like I said, is, is this, is, it's a tremendous asset. And without prayer, this is my opinion, I think it's impossible to know our way personally and as well as for the church collectively. I mean, to me, to know the way. I mean, you know, I believe that I mean, we're a praying church, and I'm thankful for that. I mean, I can tell you, we've all can sit here, that are sitting here this morning, can say, there's been times in our lives when we've called that number and we've asked people to pray, and we know that people were praying because I'm telling you, you can feel it, okay? I mean, and this isn't some kind of, this isn't some kind of magical thing or some kind of thing, unusual kind of thing. This is real, this is called the Spirit and the power of Almighty God. That's what it's called and people that believe in him. And that's what prayer is about. So, you know, after the apostles' doctrine, I think this is the most important foundation. And to me, it's almost like they're, they're almost the same. I don't know. I don't know that you can rank them. Because, like I said, you can't, live, you can't live the life that he wants us to live without both. So, um, And here's the thing. If we, don't, if we don't pray, and this is my... This is my opinion. Y'all speak up. But I believe without prayer and without studying God's word, we're not going to grow. Okay? And not only that, we're not going to grow in our relationship with him, but our fellowship, we're not going to have the, the desire for fellowship is not going to be there because it all comes from him speaking to us and giving us that guidance, direction, his spirit, and us bonding together, for lack of a better way of saying it. Yeah, there's something special about the quiet time when there's nobody else around. 
I mean, we all need that quiet time with, with just his word and us and nobody else. Nothing, no, nothing else, nobody else. We need that. We need that. hours oh yeah i'd say that's right that's exactly right but but the point is if if this if we don't know what's in here then how are you going to know when the question or when you hear something i mean because i believe with all my i mean just as sure as i'm standing here we're saved holy spirit's in us if we're watching something if we hear something on the radio if we hear somebody say something there is something it's not something, it's somebody that says, hey, pay attention to this because this is not right, okay? That I mean now, and if we choose not to listen, shame on us. But then the folks that are lost, you know, I mean, to me, <laughs> I just thought, you know, how hard are we praying for these lost folks? Because they don't have, I mean, they don't know. You can say, well, they should, they're adults. If they're lost... Satan's got them blinded. That's what God's word says, is it not? And they don't know. I mean, and who's going to help them see that that's not the right way? I would dare say, y'all may disagree with me, but if we're not in his word much and we don't pray much, then we're probably not going to witness much. You know what I mean? Because there's not going to be that, he's not going to be, I mean, we're not going to be allowing him to work in us, to stir us, to want to witness, to want to do those things, right? So, I mean, yeah, we will. That's right. That's right. That's right. But if we're not in it, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like everybody wants to go to, you know, I mean, I, I even laugh, me and my brother laugh my dad is, my dad's 85. My dad's always been a, he's a fixer. Now, let me tell you what, and he always has been. I mean, I mean, he can fix, it's just amazing. Appliances, cars, it doesn't matter. But even now, I catch him, he'll say, well, I looked on, he said, I went out and looked at this video on YouTube. And I, <laughs> that's fun, man, my dad's out on, he's out on YouTube looking at, he said, this is what, this is what this guy says. I said, dad, you know what, you know what YouTube is? I said, you can't believe everything you say. These guys make it look like it's a five-minute job. I said, how many times we got into these things, and it ends up like three hours later, and we're sitting there going, this ain't working right. So, I mean, it's the same way. You got to know where we're supposed to go to the right place to get the guidance and the, and the instruction, right? So, you know, it, we don't, I don't know, I'm just going to say that we don't have to be seeking for him to give us specific guidance on something at the time. We don't need to be seeking for him. We don't have to be in a, in a mode where we need help or we need guidance direction. Or That's not the thing. We should have a desire every day to want to spend time with him for a few, you know, for a few minutes. We should have that desire. We should want to. I mean, it, it, we always say it's a personal thing. I mean, to me, what we're talking about this morning, I mean, that's, that's what it all comes down to. If it's important, if we love him truly in our heart, truly love him first and foremost, then we will want to spend a few minutes every day. I know life's rough, and I believe it or not, our kids were young once. I remember that. 
I remember those things. I remember those. I remember. I used. I did work. Okay. I, you know, I'm blessed to be retired now. I did work. I can remember all those hours working. I can remember it was stress, strain, tired as a dog at times, grouchy. You know what I mean? But I have found over the years, it took me a while to get there, but I found, I can tell you today, it's a whole lot better reading his word and looking to him every day, and the day will go a whole lot better. I guarantee you that. And you say, well, you don't know, you don't know what I'm, yeah, I'm guarantee you. It may still be rough, but it'll be a whole lot rougher if you didn't talk to him first thing in the morning. I can guarantee you that. And that goes for all of us, no matter where we're at in life. Just because we're not, some of us aren't out in the workforce every day, we still have things that we're doing. I mean, our job to serve him doesn't end just because we're not out in public work, so to speak. I mean, but still, we've got things to do for him. So, as a little adder, I didn't have that in my notes. So, find myself catching myself praying at times and thinking you know what I need to stop and just say thank you Lord thank you for everything and help me help me to look to you to see the guidance and direction that you're trying to show me on some of these things that I've been praying about for a while I mean you know because sometimes I know he's sitting there I mean I'm saying that figuratively but he's probably wondering you know what I'm telling you things you're not getting it. You're not listening. You're just continuing to ask about the same thing, and I'm trying to give you guidance along the way. So, I've heard it said before that when we pray, it's not a bad thing at times when we're praying to just recite the Bible to him, you know, tell him that even though he knows who he, I mean, you know, that you're the creator of all things, you know, and, and, and give him the thanks, like you said. That's right. I mean, here's the thing. He wants to help us. And I think we lose sight of that. I mean, I really do. I think we all lose sight of that at times. His whole desire, his desire is for us to be in communion with him, to spend time in his word. I'm going to read you one verse. It's almost time to quit, but this comes down to, I think, Ephesians 6.18. Ephesians 6.18 says this, praying always with all prayer and supplication, and there's a key here, in the spirit. And this isn't any kind of like weird stuff. This is seeking God's will. That's what it means. And it says, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And what Paul's telling us here, we know these verses are very familiar about putting on the armor of God. But the first thing we need to do is pray. First thing we got to do is pray. When something's going on, something happens, first thing we need to do, whether it's a bad thing, a tragedy, a good thing, I mean, whatever, number one, it should be get on our knees or bow our head and talk to the Lord. That should be our thing. But let me read you this footnote it says here. It says, each piece of armor must carefully be put on with prayer, drawing upon divine resources. 
And listen to what this prayer is. This prayer is spirit-energized, spirit-enabled, enabled, and spirit-directed. Praying in the spirit, listen, this is what it all comes down to. This is for me. If it's not for anybody else. This is what it all comes down to. This is what it says. Praying in the spirit is an admission of a believer's ignorance. Now chew on that one a while, okay? And this is what it says. And dependence on God. That's what it comes down to. We get ourselves out of the way. Man, he can do a whole lot with us, no matter where we're at or what's going on, he can do a lot with us if we just get ourselves out of the way and look to him. So I'm going to quit. <laughs>